It's Sunday night. It is late Sunday night, almost midnight, here in Scompton, Utah, on August the 6th, 2023. It'll, it'll soon be early Monday morning, the earliest of time when the world gets a little bit quiet. The wee-wee small hours of the morning when the bars shut down. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You don't have to go to bed, but you can't stay here. You don't have to quiet down, but you better turn down the volume because someone is going to throw you in the pit. Before I get too deep into the topic that we're going to start things with, I need to say a couple a couple things. I need to talk about some stuff. Um, if you are not aware, I'm about a week away from hopefully getting my friend's trunk truck to Colorado. And you'd say, well, that doesn't sound too significant. Well, here's the deal. I don't know what's at the end of the line. I don't. I don't know if I'll get to the get to Colorado without getting pulled over. I don't currently have a valid driver's license or insurance. And so these days when I think about something like this, I think fuck. Because yeah, it's bad enough to be homeless. What's worse than being homeless is to be incarcerated. And I could imagine becoming incarcerated because the cop pulls me over and he sees my out-of-date Indiana driver's license, and he asked me to get out of the car, and then he calls a second cop, and maybe the truck gets repossessed, and that's the worst thing that happens. So here is the truck of my friend, who I care about, who really did help me in the last couple years, getting taken and impounded, and I don't have the money to get it out, and he might not have the money to get it out, and then all of a sudden, thousands of dollars of property to include a welding machine basically goes down the tubes. Um, and it is just stuff, right? But that's what I'm about a week away from, and I've had ups and downs thinking about it. Um, ups and downs. And I'm not doing that great. I have days where I'm doing better, right? And then days when I'm not. And the last couple days has been a little bit on the upside, but barely. Like, I'm just treading water. I'm just staying confident enough to leap into the darkness with the hope that, as with all things, 
the Lord goes before us. The Lord goes before me, but I also, I've read my Bible. And if you think the Bible's all happy, <laughs> if you believe the Bible is all happy endings, then you're, you're crazy. I mean, maybe in the big picture, yes, there's a happy ending. But in terms of individual stories, Old Testament and New Testament, there are a lot of really crappy endings and a lot of things that happen to people that are kind of terrible. And there's nothing that says, because the Lord loves us, that life's going to be easy. There's nothing in the Bible that says that life will be easy. In fact, Christ, on more than one occasion, reminds the apostles that if you follow me, you are engaging with the forces of evil. You are engaging in a spiritual war. People will come after you, and it won't just be people, it'll be demons too. And on more than one occasion, when Christ talks about the future, he emphasizes that point, that you will be at odds with the forces of evil in a spiritual war. And so, as a Christian, in 2023, I'm not particularly special, really. As I've said before, none of us really is that special, but I'm definitely not. I think a lot of Christians, especially since early 2020, have been dealing with direct and indirect, passive-aggressive, and sometimes overt attacks. And some of these attacks are simply the silly, pseudo-intellectual, God, Dan, how can you believe in God? Are you crazy? Uh, you know, what about science? Uh, outer space? I mean, I don't know, folks. Um... In about the middle of the 19th century, some people went up in a balloon. They went up about six miles. And then about a hundred years later, there were folks in rockets who got up to about 60 miles. And since 1961, less than 700 people have actually been to what you could crudely call space. In the 10 years following Lindbergh, crossing the Atlantic, I would venture to guess that more than, you know, 700 people cross the Atlantic and say, well, Dan, that's easy. Crossing the Atlantic is easy. Okay. Okay. It's really hard to get somebody 50 miles up. I mean, you remember when um, Burt Rutan and his team won the X Prize in like, what, 2004? And it was like, oh my God, and now Virgin Galactic, and by 2010, they'll be taking people up to space every day. That never happened, did it? Well, Dan, it turned out space was harder. How? Okay, how was it harder? In 2004, you were already almost 50 years into the space age. Why was it suddenly harder? And here's the important point, too. These same fuckers back in 2004 looked, Dan, it's the singularity, and it's, it's non-linear, and it's Moore's Law, technology. You know what it seems like you're telling me? Technology advances in every way that effectively controls people. But when it comes to technology that allows you to get the fuck out of Dodge, well, that seems to be a shit show, don't it? It's too hard. But technology is going towards a singularity. It's too hard to get to space, but everything else is easy. At a point, you have to say this sounds like nonsense.
don't you? And then, a few years ago, a friend of mine introduced me to ham radio. And brothers and sisters, the deeper you go into the ham world, the uglier it work, the uglier, excuse me, I'm a little bit off right now, the uglier it looks in terms of the technology not really making any progress. Like, yeah, you can go to Walmart and with 50 bucks, get yourself a smartphone. Try to get yourself a decent CB radio for 50 bucks. And then ask yourself, is this technology where it could be? Where it could be, you know, point to point. No intermediate, no cell towers. Yeah, the government can jam you, but that's all they can do. And if a lot of us are talking, the jamming becomes more difficult and, and also more obvious. So the problem with ham radio or CB radio is that it represents an uncontrolled form of communication. They can control your fucking cell phone. They can, they can monitor every fucking thing you say. They can do the same thing with CB and ham, but not exactly the same way. And it requires them to put out more effort. It's more expensive to try to monitor all the possible frequencies where people could be exchanging data, where they could be talking. It's just more difficult. And then if you use really simple basic encryption techniques like a Vernum cipher, for example, if you use a book cipher, there are some basic techniques you can use on CB radio that would make it god-awful hard for the government to know what the fuck you're talking about. And so when you, when you put this all together into a big picture, you begin to realize that there's a reason why you can take 50 bucks to a Walmart and get yourself a fucking phone. But you're not going to get yourself a decent CB radio for 50 bucks. There's a reason. And yeah, it's almost as if they wanted the technology <clears throat> to progress in certain ways when it comes to keeping people under control, but they didn't really want it to progress when it came to freedom when it came to getting the fuck out of Dodge. So whether it's the, the car you think you own, whether it's the mobile phone that seems to own you, whatever it is that you think of as being that super high technology that's making your life so much better, ask yourself a question. How easy would it be for you to escape the situation you're in? How easy would it be for you to go someplace else given all that technology? given all those connections, given all those forces at work to include economic forces like debt, like your mortgage, like your fucking job. So before I go too deep into this, I need you to understand that, that that's part of where I'm coming from. Another thing you need to understand is that when you delve into the subject, that I'm going to talk about, which is targeted people and to some extent gang stalking. You can't help but sound crazy. You can't. I, I, I sound crazy. I would say that when I consider what I'm saying right now, I feel as if, yeah, Dan, you're crazy. But when I look at what's been going on in my life for the last 10 years, and especially since in 2016, when I said to people on one of my YouTube channels that got destroyed, got canceled, when I said to people, you know what, 
I'm not voting anymore. The voting doesn't work. I'm done with it. Okay? I am an anarchist. That's what I told my listeners in 2016. In one of my blogs that existed, one of the two blogs that GoDaddy destroyed, I said the same thing. And, and it's interesting. About the time that I came out publicly with people that I was an anarchist, all of the sudden, a number of things started happening. And it wasn't really that random. But it certainly felt as if, well, shit, what the fuck's going on? And at that time, I thought, this is just life now. Okay, this is just how people have to fucking live. You're not free. You're not going to be allowed to be free. The closer you get to freedom, the more the eye of Sauron is going to look at you and say, what, what are you doing, Dan? Why are you getting so close to the fence line? Step back. Get yourself a smartphone. We have to be careful when it comes to fear, when it comes to frustration, when it comes to anger. Because even though we do live in a, well, not a kind of, we live in a very corrupt society. Our government is extraordinarily corrupt, you know. Um, and it's corrupt in ways that are insidious and ugly and subtle and deep and often obscured. But the corruption is there. So you have to be really careful about taking what is happening to all of us and making it personal. What I am talking about right now, a lot of this is happening to millions of Americans. Millions of Americans are being censored. Millions of Americans are being controlled. Recently, um, another one of my YouTube channels got nuked. And you'd say, well, Dan, you know, you told us back in May this would happen, and that's true, I did. Um, though the evidence of me telling you that was on YouTube is also, as a result of being canceled, gone, isn't it? And if Bluehost ends up nuking me, that evidence is gone too, just like GoDaddy, right? The problem with pointing out that something happened to you is that the very means, the very tool you might use to say this is happening is destroyed then all you're doing is shouting into the darkness that's all you're doing here's a simple reality youtube has eyeballs if i wanted to simply succeed as a podcaster there is almost no likelihood i could succeed without going on youtube yeah you can go on rumble and mines and you know Steam, blah, blah, blah. I've tried all that shit. I've tried it all. And it ends up being a more trailer park version of what I experienced with YouTube. You know, shadow banning, actual banning, all, all sorts of really fun things. I even went back on Twitter when Elon Musk did the whole, Hey guys, you know... Now that I'm in control of Twitter, I really do support free speech. Yeah, well, great. Elon, if you're listening, can you help me get a lawyer to sue GoDaddy? I have a really solid case. I was a customer of theirs for 10 years, okay? They stole my intellectual property. They stole my prepaid fees. 
They stole time and effort. They stole a lot. Yeah, for anybody out there who's an actual lawyer, you could help me. You could prove that you're an actual fucking lawyer. And you would know this, I'm not fucking special. So the chances are you would have a class action. But the reason why you don't is really not very complicated. You're fucking scared. You know that probably behind a lot of this is a letter from the FBI. Well, you know, Dan is on a terrorist watch list. Dan gets special scrutiny. Hey, can you put Dan on the unstable server in the cloud? Can you put Dan in the bad queue? Hey, why don't you add that algo and make sure his shit slows down, especially when it looks like people want to listen? Um, that's paranoid. That's paranoia. And yet at this point in time, I feel justified in expressing this and saying that, yes, this is happening to me. I still don't think I'm special, but does that make it better or worse, really? Is it better or worse that I'm not special? What do you think? Do you think it's better or worse? Wouldn't it be easier if it was just a couple people and everyone else had the utopia of a free society, of private thoughts and freedom of, of expression and freedom of, of commerce and trade? Wouldn't it be wonderful if everyone else gets to enjoy that except for one or two people? That's a far better scenario. If it's millions of people, then that means you have a neighbor just down the street who's being just as much fucked as me. Like I said, this is a hard topic for me to talk about. Mainly because it puts me into a place where I wonder, am I sane? Am I going crazy? If I'm not going crazy, what do I do about it? I pray. I pray to the Lord in heaven. I say, Lord in heaven, be my shield. And I believe that God is our shield, but I don't believe we all get a happy ending. There's nothing in the Bible that says that. Yes, you should be true to the Lord. Yes, you should keep the commandments. Yes, you should follow the guidance of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. But brothers and sisters, you know, there are oceans of blood that soaked into the soil of Rome from Christians who were good Christians and were simply sacrificed. And they weren't sacrificed by God. They were sacrificed by people. People tortured and killed them because they were Christians. So if, if you somehow think that because you're a Christian, you're going to get a happy ending, I think you're fucking confused. I don't think you fucking understand what's going on. Prior to the age of 46, I would have said, I don't have any enemies. Yeah, I had one or two former friends. We all have former friends, but... I wouldn't have said that there's one or more people out there who are directing their effort to attack me. And then I met the Goat King. And then later on in 2016, via Twitter, and frankly, via the anarchist movement, I met a bunch of other creeps. Here's the interesting thing about being an anarchist in America today. It might not be interesting, but it's a thing. I believe this community is the most infiltrated of every community. 
which means if you go to an anarchist conference, I would be willing to wager that one in three people there are being paid to LARP, and one in 10 are probably a confidential informant. One in 20 is likely a fucking fed. CIA, FBI, NSA, you name it. You go to any type of anarchist, an, an anarcho-capitalist, any type of one of these group meetings. And I'd be willing to wager that, yeah, you throw a rock and you're going to hit a fed. And, and, they, and these things happen in waves. For example, in March of 2020, when I slowly began to realize that we were all being deeply mindfucked, and I talked about it on my podcast, all of a sudden a bunch of creeps came out of the woodwork. Not everyone. Not everyone. I, I have to believe in my heart that one of the people I met is real, but there were a bunch of people that came out of the woodwork, and looking back, it turned out to be a giant waste of time. Like these are folks I suspected might have had other agendas. I think I was right about them having other agendas. It might have just been the case that maybe I just attract grifters. It's kind of fucked up. It probably means I'm a bad person, right? Maybe I just attack, attract. Maybe I just attract really terrible people. And this is the consequence. This is the reality. I attract these people. That could be it. But I also think that there are people who do these things who, who want you to believe that. They want you to believe you're crazy. A bunch of motherfuckers from Twitter, once again from Twitter, came out of the fucking woodwork. And I ended up wasting probably six to seven months doing podcasts that really weren't podcasts I wanted to do. And ended up promoting messages that were at best am fucking ambiguous. And at worst, it was a lot of bad information. And I had promised myself I would not do that. But in the pursuit of trying to have guests on my podcast, in the pursuit of trying to be open fucking minded, I had all kinds of freaks come on my podcast in the spring and summer of 2020. And in retrospect, it looks like it was a giant waste of time. I might have given a bunch of feds the opportunity to voice their fucking bullshit. By September of 2020, I began to realize this. And I let people know I, I'm not doing any more of these interviews. They're taking up all my fucking time. And, and it seems like some people are saying the same shit over and over again. I had one guy, it seemed like he was predicting the end of the world every fucking week. Every week. Maybe he was just confused. Maybe he was just a grifter. Maybe something else was going on. I cannot tell you. I look and think about that particular person and I wonder in my heart, how real was that person ever? Because at times, and this is a person I actually met, I met, I even lived with for a while. And man, that's its own story. I would look into his eyes, sitting across from a table, and I'd say, does that look like makeup? Does that beard look real? Does that hair look real? Does anything about this person look real? Or does it look like fucking theater? 
of every political group in the United States, the anarchist movement, in my opinion, is the most infiltrated. And it actually makes logical sense. Why would the feds be afraid of Democrats or Republicans? They're not. They're on the reservation. They're voters. They're not afraid of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll read about how they're coming after you. But that's probably a lot of fucking bullshit to keep you scared and confused. But no, you're doing exactly what they want you to do. You're worshiping Baal. You're going to the voting booth and put, pushing a fucking button. The button doesn't do anything, but it does prove who you're going to worship, who you believe in, especially if you're a Christian. You know, if you put your energy into a Democrat or a Republican, I don't care who it is. Oh, but what about Tulsi Gabbard? And what about RFK Jr.? And what about Donald Trump? What if they're all fakers, shithead? No, they don't worry about you. They don't worry about the communists. Oh my God. The communists are more or less on their team. They don't worry about those folks. But anybody who says, let's not play the game, anybody who says, fuck you, Lucy, I'm tired of you pulling away the football, anybody that says taxation is theft and then gives you the reasoning as to why, yeah, the eye of Sauron turns on you. I spoke to a woman, a, a person I met via Twitter in the summer of 2020, which I, I'm going to start calling the summer of paranoia, because whatever you want to think about what the government's been doing, what they managed to do in the summer of 2020 was to create a, to create, to instigate a, a veil, a cloud of paranoia over the United States. Um, so during the summer of paranoia, I spoke to a woman from Florida and she told me she was a targeted individual and she talked about the implants, she talked about the people across the street, she talked about the cameras and other things, the buzzing in the ears, the radio signals. By the way, I've not experienced any of that bullshit, any of it. I've not, I have not been abducted by aliens. Bigfoot did not butt rape me. I have not had any of the typical, completely batshit crazy, targeted individual garbage happen to me at all. Ever. Ever. What I have experienced is what I've been talking to you about, I don't know, for several years now. And then the GoDaddy thing... The, the recent bullshit with YouTube, the the unreliability of my Bluehost site, and then getting the excuses, well, it's a, it's a random server issue. It is until I post your fucking responses on Twitter, and then somehow, magically, the shit improves. Wow, that's weird. I mean, how does that fix a server? How does taking the tech support bullshit and posting it on a thread on Twitter fix the server. If you can explain that to me, great. And then tell me why it still keeps happening.
I spoke to this woman on the phone, and I think I spoke to her for a couple hours. And, you know, she was in her 40s, and she was single, and she was talking about all the stuff going on and everything else. And I tried to be understanding, but in retrospect, I don't think she was real. In fact, when you look at a lot of the, the quote-unquote miniature documentaries on targeted individuals, you don't really see people that, that per, a person like me would identify with. You see a lot of the alien bullshit. You see a lot of the right versus left bullshit. You see a lot of the stuff that sort of fits into the cartoon version of someone's being fucked with. You ever hear Paul Benowitz? For all the, like, you could watch a Vice video on targeted individuals. You know what they never bring up? Paul Benowitz. You ever wonder why? Because he was actually targeted. And there's public information showing he was targeted. And he killed himself. And why was he targeted? Because he was getting close to something that a lot of people in the alt world don't want to talk about. And that is, what if the UFO thing is 100% crap and it's government crap? And it has nothing to do with aliens and there might not even be any. It might have to do with demons. It might have to do with fallen angels. But no, not somebody from Zeta Reticuli. Paul Benowitz was driven crazy by targeting. That's what happened to him. Do I think I'm targeted the way that guy was? No. But he is a legitimate case. So when people say things like, this never happens, you can at least say this, that's bullshit. It happened at least once. It happened to a guy by the name of Paul Benowitz. And then when you dig deep into the whole UFO community, that's another community that is very infiltrated by feds. And I suspect for a similar reason. Because the deeper you go into the UFO world, the closer you get to people who will, who will admit that, you know, it might not be aliens, but it very well could be, yeah, demons. It could be the, the same ancient forces that have attacked people forever. It could be demons. It could be fallen angels. You get close to that subject and you start discussing that. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, we're kicking you out of our UFO club because you're not willing to talk about Zeta Reticuli, because you're not willing to talk about starships to Mars, which all sounds really great. Every fucking year of my life, I've been promised we're going to be living on Mars. And every fucking year, I have been disappointed. Well, that's not entirely true. About 20 years ago, I, I pretty much, in a functional sense, stopped believing so I, I really didn't get so much disappointed as it was like, yeah, okay, we're not going to Mars this year. We're not going to Mars next year. We went to the moon, and then we stopped going to the moon, and then sometime in the future we'll go back to the moon again, sure. Sure. The Summer of Paranoia. That's a good name for the summer of 2020. So much crap was being dumped on people. So much fucking bullshit. So many lies. So many levels of deception. And so few people understood what the fuck was going on. And a lot of people, I met people, I knew people, 
who were happy about the lockdowns because they could stare at their phones all day and they could watch Netflix and they really didn't have to do any work and they could still order DoorDash. So they were kind of happy. They'd tell me, I really love the lockdowns. They're so great. I lived in a pod. I lived in an actual pod. I think I had 170 square feet. The lockdowns for somebody like me made a bad situation worse because all of a sudden I didn't really have that sense of freedom walking outside. And then I had the anger. You know, I used to break out into song at the corner of 23rd and Union. I used to break out in a song about the fucking coffee filter, the fucking mask. I'd break into song. I'd sing the song. If you were at an intersection during 2020 of 23rd and Union and you saw some random middle-aged hobo-looking dude break into song about how fucked everybody was, that could have been me. You know, that's Seattle, 23rd and Union, shithead. In the summer of paranoia, the summer I spoke to the woman from Florida who told me about her implants and whatnot, the summer I, I wasted time on so many stupid fucking podcasts. Not all of them. Like I said, I think maybe one or two of the people that I met via my podcast are real people. Maybe five. I don't know. I, I think there are people out there who are legit, but there's no way for me to know and I think that's part of the purpose of this too, to push people to the point that they don't trust anybody, that they cannot trust anybody. And that particular cage you're in gets smaller and smaller and smaller until you can't breathe, until basically you're at the point where if, if you didn't have faith in God, if all you had was the world of people, the world of men, yeah, you'd probably think seriously about your future in a way that I'm not going to talk about again. During the summer of paranoia, there was machine gun fire around the Central District. Yeah, I was in the Army. I know what machine gun fire sounds like. And at the time, at first, I thought, well, this sounds real. But then I remember that trip to Korea back in, what, 1998? We went back for whatever, full eagle, and we took a army psyops team, and they had the special Humvee with the special sound system. They could bounce tanks off of a off of a the sound of tanks off of a fucking ridgeline. Say, oh, I can make it sound like tanks are coming from over there. And you want to hear babies crying? Which got you know that particular officer, a younger officer, once she brought up babies crying. She got pulled aside. She got a speech. Talking about the tank thing was okay. But talking about babies crying gets a little too close to the truth of what their team does. At first, I thought it was machine gun fire. And then after a few weeks, I realized, fuck, they're just rolling these Hummers around the Central District, parking them in places and turning on the sound system. And yes, back in the 90s, the Army had high-definition audio. And yes, back in the 90s, they had directed audio. And they could make um, something seem like it was machine gun fire. And they could make it 
seemed like machine gun fire echoing through the streets. I'm pretty certain during the summer of paranoia, a lot of that machine gun fire was fake. It wasn't real. I can't prove it. There's no way I'm going to ever be able to prove it. And I think that's the, probably, you know, part of the point too, isn't it? Any one of these factors by itself would be whatever, you know, bad luck. Summer of 2018, I had a job at Alaska Airlines. My development manager was harassing me and, you know, coming up behind me while I was programming, grabbing my shoulders, doing the shoulder rub maneuver. And then one day I just blew up. Um, and I look back on that and it could have been just this particular software development manager was a piece of shit. It's not that uncommon in Seattle. Okay, a lot of the people that get promoted in the world of IT, especially in the last 10 or 15 years, they're socially promoted for reasons of political correctness. Or, let's be more honest, because you know, they're from the People's Republic of China. Random, random sexual harassment from a gay Asian man, random. What does it mean? Who knows? Did any lawyer, you know, reach out to me? No. Did I contact some lawyers? Yes. Was I so persistent that I spent all day, every day contacting lawyers? No. Why? Because at that time I had no faith in the legal system. <laughs> Post 2020, I have even less, you know? It would be great if some particular lawyer was willing to help me out with GoDaddy, as I've said so many times. I think you'd have a class action lawsuit. I think it'd be millions of dollars, but that's a fantasy in the sense that you have to believe there's a rule of law. You have to believe that these lawyers actually give a shit. But if they see a letter from the FBI saying, well, Dan's on a terrorist watch list, well, then all of a sudden, yeah. Then all of a sudden, you don't really want to um, help Dan. Because you'd rather just keep whatever reputation you have, whatever social cachet. You'd rather keep your fancy job at the law firm. Representing Dan might be a problem. And folks, I probably went on their radar. Um, they, the deep state's radar, it's possible I went on their radar back in 1988. I, I mentioned the story in a previous podcast about Boys State, and I was thinking about that today. And it's possible that in the summer of 88, I, I ended up on their radar. And I would even say in 2010, and really more accurately 2011, when I went to the Seattle Times about Microsoft Amalga and what I thought was corruption that they should investigate, I think I definitely went on their fucking radar. Did you know that Microsoft threatened to sue the Seattle Times? In 2011, they threatened a lawsuit because I went to talk to them. That's how much Bill Gates cares about the truth, by the way. Okay? That's how open he is. If you're going to take a vaccine, poison or placebo, that that shithead recommends, understand he doesn't give a fuck about the truth. At all. Period. Nada. 
and neither does the Seattle Times. Or most of these shithead journalists that still have jobs. If I were a stronger warrior for Christ, I think I could weather the storm okay. But I don't know. I have days where I just feel like I'm tired. I feel like I'm tired and I feel like I want to give up. I have listeners who will email me saying really great things and I appreciate it. And then I get a bunch of random trolls who will say some of the nastiest things. And, and I also appreciate that too. Because it does sort of at least provide a basis of understanding what's going on. For some reason, we don't know yet the reason. None of us do. I have a theory. You have a theory. But for some reason, in the spring of 2020, really the wintertime, the U.S. government and other governments began a high-level strategic campaign of military psychological warfare against their own people. They've been doing this kind of thing forever. Humans have been doing this kind of mind-fucking forever. But in the winter of 2020, they took the knob and they turned it up real fucking high. And then by the summer of 2020, what I'm calling the summer of paranoia, it, it, it seemed off the charts to me. All the crazy fucking shit. All the arrows in the fucking grocery store. Going to a fucking restaurant. Hey, have your coffee filter on. Sit down. Take your coffee filter off. And then getting to the point that you might even have a sibling accusing you, connecting you to the random death of some shithead down the street that you've never met because you question the narrative. Now, in this particular case, this particular sibling was already tilting towards the darkness, so it didn't take much. But that's where we were in 2020 and 2021. That's where the world was. Paranoia. Distrust. Breaking people into pieces. Families falling apart. Friendships falling apart. And you could say, well, Dan, it was just accidental because of the fucking pandemic. How the fuck, I say again, do you look at a bunch of dancing nurses and believe any of that was real? How? It's as if, it's as if they wanted to prove what kind of fucking slave you were. You could see a, a dancing nurse video, clearly an example of some kind of bullshit, and say to yourself, oh my god, the pandemic's so bad, the nurses are dancing. Nurses are dying in an actual pandemic. So are doctors. So are the people doing the construction in Little Saigon. The construction that never fucking stopped. I got hours of video shithead as if it fucking matters. Because wherever I put this material, it's going to be shut down. Why? Because it's all random, right? It's just random. It's coincidence. Nothing's connected. It's all just random. I had a person on my podcast in 2021 who would consistently push the 
well, Dan, they, they're scaring people to take the vaccine because of the spicy cold, whatever, and the vaccine's killing people. And then I go to the hospital twice in the last year, twice. No COVID test, no COVID vaccine. I got surgery. I'm a fucking hobo. I'm on Medicaid. They didn't poison me with the kill, kill vaccine. This doesn't make sense. It's a lot like what I was telling my listeners in Little Saigon in February of 2020 Bo Blimp Talk. I said, if this podcast is real, I live in transient housing. I live amongst undocumented Chinese workers, okay? If this thing is real, I should hear people screaming in the night in about four to five weeks. Did that ever happen? No. None of that shit ever happened. And we got dancing nurses, though. We got the dancing nurses. Most of my siblings are about my age. Over 50 or almost 50. Um, Most of them took the fucking vaccine. So far, I haven't heard that any of them have died. Keep in mind... They they had all the, the cancer shit and all the autoimmune shit. We've had all kinds of real shit in our family. But I haven't had one of them tell me the vaccine has killed them or the vaccine has ruined their life. It looks like the people that die of the vaccine are young, attractive, and famous. That's the pattern I'm seeing. Or they're rich and powerful. That's the pattern I'm seeing. Those The stuff that shows up in the news. But in terms of actual people that have died of the vaccine... I haven't met any. I can't verify any of that fucking bullshit. Now, does that mean the vaccine's good for you? Well, you don't really need it for something that doesn't exist. You don't need horse dewormer. You don't need to stick a UV light into your lungs. You don't have to breathe in bleach. For a vaccine, excuse me, for a pandemic that does not exist, there is no medical treatment required at all. Ever. Period. So if you're afraid of the vaccine, the simplest advice I can give is don't take it. Don't take the vaccine. There's your answer. There's a solution to your fucking riddle. If you do take a poison and then have a YouTube channel with a million views, huh, that must be nice. You never get canceled. And you come out and say, well, I took the booster and it almost killed me. So I took the next booster and it almost... Why the fuck did you take number two? Why? Okay? What is this an IQ test? Maybe. Maybe you want to fail in a big way. Maybe you're a fucking liar. Is more, I think, closer to the fucking truth, actually. Long COVID. I suggested a few months ago that people basically say they got long COVID so they can go to the hospital and get verified that they got long COVID and then they can go and get early social security. I suggested this for the simple fact that if they're going to fuck you and mind fuck you and rip you off and treat you like a fucking slave then in the very least, use their bullshit against them. Guess what? This was one of those podcasts that got suppressed. You wonder why? If 20 million of us claimed long COVID, long-term COVID illness, oh, I've got the scribblies, 
my knees are degrumbulating, my ankles evacuated. If we went and claimed I got the long COVID, we would crash the healthcare system. We would crash the hospitals. I have been to this hospital a few times in the last year. It's not busy. There's not a lot of activity. I went by Harborview in the summer of 2020. It wasn't busy. There wasn't tons of activity. I went by those parking lots where they're handing out the free, the free fucking COVID monkey herpes test. There wasn't a long line. Sure, if you went on TikTok, you'd see a long line. If you went on YouTube, you'd seen the shithead running from the cops on the beach. If you went on Instagram, you'd see the crap about the skate park being filled with sand. But what if that's all bullshit too, brothers and sisters? 100%. Like the beheading videos of ISIS back in 2015. Convenient bullshit. 100% crap. I told you this would be a, a very jumbled podcast, confused and angry, because at this point in time, if I wasn't paranoid prior to 2020, I feel like I am paranoid now. And that could be the purpose in part of all this. It, you know, it's hard to know for sure. When, you, when you're a human being like me, no resources, no power, no connections, just really crappy information, intuition, a Bible, and prayer. That's what I have. Um, maybe the purpose is paranoia. Maybe the purpose is to introduce mass delusion. And then you have to ask why, because it's not delusion set towards some positive goal. It's delusion based, immersed in, marinated in, trauma-based mind control, <clears throat> which means that the kind of mind control that psychologically damages adults and children and leaves them in a situation weaker than they would have been before. I am left with the conclusion based especially upon YouTube's behavior, that I am saying something that is dangerous. But it's not complicated. It's a finite list of items. I've gone over the list of things I've said since 2020. And really, in some ways, in the last decade, that you could consider dangerous. It's a finite list. And if you come back to me and say, well, Dan, you used the wrong phrases. Have you been on YouTube? There's fucking videos showing all kinds of carnage and crap. There's videos showing all kinds of death and murder. There's videos showing exploitation to the X-factor degree. I label my videos not for children under 18. I do both the real check mark and the hidden check mark, basically so they look like X-rated videos, and still I get canceled. Why? Why? Because I had 57 fucking followers on YouTube? Are you fucking kidding me? And if you're saying to yourself, especially since Friday, well, Dan, 
you're just feeling sorry for yourself, that's not really the truth. I'm way beyond that. I am beyond simple anger. I'm beyond simple rage. This is definitely not fear. The question I'm asking myself is, why do I fucking care? If I can't trust anyone, if I'm less left with a giant question mark every time I meet a person, can I trust this person? Is this person real or are they going to grift me? Because another thing I've learned in the last 10 years is you can go from social media to a phone call to an email to meeting somebody in person and even then you cannot be sure if they're, if they're legit, if they're real. I have come across bizarre situations where two people I connected with were some were from the same basic t- from the same fucking town, more or less the same age, and I asked the right questions, and and I was pretty good at asking those questions, and I ended up with a situation that was fucking absurd. It it made no fucking sense. And you could say, well, Dan, you've just had bad luck. Or, Dan, you know, you attract bad people. If any of that is true, you think I feel better about it? I don't. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. Okay? I had a person more than a decade ago say, you should have a YouTube channel. (gasps) Yeah. You know? And I remember telling that person explicitly It will not be allowed. I'm tired. And and I suppose the ending of this podcast, because it looks like it's going to be ending here in about a week, I'm tired of trying to do something with as much effort as I put into it. And even if I was just Even if I was just materialistic and I said, why can't I even reach the poverty level when it comes to donations? Why? You know, if you say, well, Dan, if you had a paywall, yeah. If I had a paywall, you really think I'd be doing better or worse? What do you think? The paywall makes it a lot easier for those motherfuckers to control your voice. It really does. You may think it works to your benefit. That is completely bullshit. That's that's crap. If you put a paywall on your blog, if you put a paywall on your YouTube channel or your podcast, your views will plummet because you're already being controlled and now you're giving them the power to basically create a kind of economic exclusivity. Yeah, you, you do that. I've tried that. That doesn't work. That doesn't help. And even if it did work, I'd feel like a giant turd if I did that. People, I'm so sorry. It's hard for me to talk about this because I feel like I'm trying to say something that I haven't had the courage to say because, again, it's going to make me sound crazy. But I believe I'm a targeted individual. I don't think it's as simple as just the U.S. government. I think that might be part of it. It's kind of like the Sound of Freedom movie. Does the CIA traffic people? Yeah. 
as a matter of public record, they abuse children. Yes, MK Ultra. there was a lot of child abuse. So if you were to say, is it shocking to me that there would be a movie about the CIA involved in child trafficking? Hell no, that doesn't shock me. What shocks me is that in all that discussion, nobody mentions the Vatican. Because whatever the fuck the CIA has been doing for more than half a century, the Vatican's been doing for 1,500 fucking years. Okay? And prior to the Vatican, the Romans were doing it, the Catamite thing, the child abuse thing, going back to at least Cato the Elder, so that real timeline goes back more than 2,000 years, shithead. It goes back to at least the 2nd century B.C., and so you show me the CIA. Oh, they're abusing kids, Dan. You know, okay. And then you show me a picture of Jim Caviezel uh, reading his fucking glowing rectangle, observing his smartphone, sitting right next to Pope Francis. And everything I need to know is in those two things, the movie and the picture. Sound of Freedom's a whitewash, brothers and sisters. It's telling a smaller truth to hide a bigger thing. It's giving you truth, and that's, and that's what sheepdogs do. They give you some truth, but then they keep you from digging too deep. If the CIA went away tomorrow, child trafficking would not stop. It would continue, probably at a greater pace. I'm, I'm not saying the CIA is helping. They're not helping, but... Oh. The CIA is a drug dealer, and the Vatican is a cartel. And so, yes, if you take a drug dealer off the streets, maybe that helps one little corner. The cartel's going to put another drug dealer there tomorrow. That's reality. I think I'm a targeted individual. I think that the targeting is not just about politics or economics or even about libertarian values. I think the targeting goes deeper. I think that the Lord in heaven told us, especially towards the end times, we would be at odds. We would be in conflict with not just earthly forces, but with the forces of the spiritual world. We would be at war with demons. We would be at war with fallen angels at the end times or, or close to them. And it's not special. Okay, I am one of millions, if not almost billions of people who are dealing with these things every day. And some situations are more extreme than others. I don't want to admit defeat, but this has been a week where my ability to trust that people are real, even people I've met, that they're actually people I can trust, this has been one of those weeks where I've just been, who the fuck do I trust? I mean, I trust the people I met here in Utah. The last couple years have been pretty fucking great. That's over. And now I'm going to go off to some random spot in Colorado. And who the fuck knows what's going to happen there? And maybe I come across a job. And maybe I come across a way to stay alive a few more days. But the way I'm feeling right now is I wish Jesus would just take me home. Because most of you suck, okay? This country, specifically the government, sucks. The direction we're heading in sucks. If there were no God, we're heading towards disaster, 
and I think there is a God, and we're definitely heading towards disaster. And by the way, if you ever think to yourself, well, the Lord's going to look out for us because we're Americans, what are you smoking? Okay, why do you think, especially given our government's behavior, why do you think we're going to be looked after? Okay, this is Sodom. Okay, the CIA is not the whole picture. In fact, if you were really interested in making a documentary about child trafficking, you would talk about the CIA, you would spend most of your time talking about the banking system. Because the banking system is the grease. The banking system is the fuel. The banking system is the way that these kids get moved around. So isn't it interesting that the CIA is the target, and yet the actual better targets, they're not the CIA. It's like January 6th, and I've said this before. If January 6th, 2021, was a legit thing, they wouldn't have gone to the Capitol. The Capitol's owned. The Capitol's garbage. The Capitol's filled with fakers and grifters. They wouldn't have gone to the fucking Capitol. They would have gone to the Eccles building. In fact, they would have burned the Eccles building to the ground. If January 6th was legit. But I told people before J6, a matter of record, which now, again, GoDaddy deleted me. But I told people before January 6th, listen, don't go there. This is obviously a honeypot. This is obviously an operation. They want you to come, and if you are a decent person, they're going to take advantage of you just for purposes of trauma. Do not go, okay? You're not being a hero. This is not a heroic thing. This is literally the dumbest fucking thing you're going to do this year. I think I'm targeted. And, and I also don't think that makes me special. I, I think a lot of people are. I think if you go to a targeted individual's meetup, a, a group session, I think you're going to find a lot of fakers. I think you'll, you'll find a lot of people talking about reptilians and implants and all kinds of obscure bullshit that probably isn't real. I think there are a lot more people like me who are basically part of that middle-class American dream you know, reality that turned out to be a fantasy. I think there's a lot more people like me who will simply say, here is a pattern, okay? If, if in fact I am not targeted, then send me a fucking lawyer so I can sue the asses off of GoDaddy. Send me your lawyer. Prove to me that this is not happening because I have plenty of data to show that GoDaddy harassed me, that GoDaddy did some things that were probably illegal and that they deserve to be sued and I'm not special, so it's a class action lawsuit. It's, it's 20 million bucks easy. But that's not going to happen. It won't happen with YouTube or Twitter or GoDaddy. It's not going to happen ever. This is not the world you think you live in. There is no rule of law. There might never have been one. It's like when you think, well, can it be like the old days? What old days? 
The old days where the cavalry went around rounding up Native Americans, shooting them in the back of the head and dumping them someplace, and maybe one in ten of those mass graves have been found? Those good old days? Well, those are the good old days, Dan. I've been ranting for about an hour. I don't care. If you want to send me an angry email saying, Dan, I don't get it. I don't understand. If you want to tell me I'm crazy, that's fine. Join the chorus. My heart tells me, my intuition, my discernment, whatever connection I have with the Holy Spirit right now tells me, that a lot of people, a lot of people who are within the body of Christ, the great church of Christ, and you could be a Catholic, you could be a Baptist, you could be a Quaker, you could be going to one of these arena churches with a rock band and an espresso, an espresso stand. I don't know you, but you could also be part of that body. The, the good news of the good news is that Jesus his, and his father, they, they, they judge. I don't judge. So I don't know. You could be a Mormon. You could be my brother or sister in Christ, and we don't know. And here's another thing, too. That's the purpose of this also, I think. I mean, I, I've intimated that they're trying to get things ready. You know, it's funny. One of my gaslighting, quote-unquote, friends was saying, well, they're trying to make it seem like the end times <coughs> to bring on the end times. Like, yeah, you can't actually do that. You can't actually, you know... Um, hijack the plan of God. It's not possible. But what you could do is prepare the soil. You can prepare the soil. You can till the ground. Till the ground. You can do those things that, as a farmer trying to create a safe place for evil. You can do those things. And I think that's what they've been doing. And one of the things you'd want to do to prepare the way for the Antichrist is to take what could be the one church of the Lord, and fracture it into a million pieces so that everybody has their own version that they're told this is the version. And, and the other thing is this. You can make it so that you have to have a special certificate called the 501c3 to call yourself a church, and that makes you a state religion. So if the government tells you, preach this, preach that, don't preach this, guess what? You're going to do exactly what they tell you to do. If they tell you to scare the fuck out of your parishioners about a make-believe pandemic, you're going to do it. Minister, quote-unquote, coward. If I don't make it another couple weeks, here's what I can say. I have been mostly consistent. I have tried to be a steadfast Christian. I don't always do right by the Lord, but I try to. I have tried to learn how to forgive, although right now, in 2023, there's a lot of folks out there that I should be able to forgive and I'm still having a hard time with. A real hard time. The Antichrist doesn't want the Church of the Lord to be unified. The Antichrist does not 
want families to be intact. The Antichrist wants to take every buttress against evil and remove it. The Antichrist wants to take the dam, the dam, the door, the dam, the blockage that separates evil and demons from this realm. He wants to destroy it. He wants the, the dam and the floodgates to open. And if, if you were going to come up with a scheme that would open the floodgates so that all the evil could spill out into the world and every family could be turned upon itself and every friendship could be inverted and nobody trusts anybody, what they have been doing since 2020 is brilliant. It's not good. It's pretty fucking sick. It's definitely evil, but it's fucking brilliant. And they've done it. The reason why I'm convinced that the end is nigh is because if it isn't, then there is some secular thing coming that's going to be probably bad enough. So, yeah, one way or the other, something very ugly um, skulks this way. Something really ugly. And I, as a Christian and a person of faith, believe, I believe, I can't prove, I'm not a prophet, I believe that we are very close to the Antichrist being revealed to the world. This doesn't mean the Antichrist isn't already here, shithead. The Antichrist would already be here. The Antichrist would be somewhere between the age of 28 and 35. Maybe a little older, I don't think so. The Antichrist would be a lot like Jesus in so many ways, features, characteristics. He would have that kind of gaunt, austere, desert attractiveness. The Antichrist would have charisma and be capable of convincing people of things. The Antichrist would come from privilege rather than poverty because that's a good example of the insult. I think we're very close to the Antichrist being revealed and I really do think that the revealer, or rather the, the John the Baptist to this guy, is going to be Pope Francis. So that's another reason. When I see all this Sound of Freedom hype, it looks like a setup. Does that mean they're telling lies? No. Listen, con artists love to use the truth to, to manipulate people because it's a very powerful way to, to deceive people. Hey, here's some truth. Sound of Freedom is probably substantially true. The fact that, from what I can tell, there's very little discussion of the Vatican also shows that they're lying. And they're pushing that. <clears throat> I bet they even push a narrative whereby Pope Francis will lead the cause against child abusers. Do you know how fucked up that is? How fucked up having the Roman principate, having the Bishop of Rome, the, the King of the Catamites, having him come out and say, quote unquote, and that's not even discussing the fact that Pope Francis is connected to his own pedophile scandals. Yeah, meditate on that shithead. But they're, they're, but they're pushing it. They push this whole fucking conversation. Have you seen the movie? Do you support the movie? You know what I support? Not wearing a coffee filter or putting one on your kid. I support the idea that by removing that mask, you might actually see a kid in distress. I support not supporting the lockdowns. I would be willing to wager that Jim Caviezel supported the lockdowns. The lockdowns probably led to one of the worst episodes of child abuse in human history.
both in terms of quantity and quality. Probably more children were raped and abused because of the lockdowns than any other time in the last, I don't know, six or 7,000 years. So whatever the fuck you want to say about the sound of freedom, whatever the fuck you want to say about Jim Caviezel or Mel Gibson, understand this. There was a time in 2020 where people with a voice could have taken a stand. It's not me. My channels were being nuked. I was being swamped with garbage. I did everything I could to stay above water. So if you're looking at me and you listen to me, well, you know you should probably look someplace else. I did what I could do. But there were people, even people, you know, not quite at the top, but closer to the top than your good friend Dan, who could have spoken out and said, maybe all this coffee filter shit is having bad consequences. <clears throat> with respect to families and children. Maybe the lockdowns are harming kids. Or maybe they could have even been more stern and say, Stop! Stop with the line. Stop with the lockdown. Stop with the fucking summer of paranoia bullshit. Dig a little deeper. Find the truth. But instead, a lot of these fuckers, and I'm pretty certain Jim Caviezel was on that list of fuckers, promoted a lie that harmed kids. Ask me again why I don't take this film seriously. Sure, they're telling you the truth. But are they telling you the whole fucking truth? That's a, that's a good question, my friends. Are they telling you the whole truth? So that's where I'm at. Um, I'm not doing great. I don't expect the situation to improve much. If I drive down to Colorado, I expect, you know, to be pulled over. I expect to be thrown in jail. When I told you guys three months ago that if I post my podcast to YouTube again, that I'll be canceled within three months, was I right or was I wrong? When I told people in September 2019 that the actual Church of God would be going underground soon, was I right or was I wrong? In November of 2019, when I said the great discontinuities here, and here's the, the possibilities, was I right or wrong? I'm not a prophet. I simply didn't have a smart device. I simply didn't have a little lie machine feeding me bullshit all fucking day. It doesn't make me special. But it does make me tired. And I'm tired. I'm tired of people saying, what should we do? I have been consistently saying what people should do since 2019. I said, this is what's coming. I don't know the shape of it yet. It's going to be pretty fucking ugly. And here's what you should do. I'm done. If you send me an email, Dan, what should I do? Fuck you. I'm done. I'm done. As a Christian, I would love to help as many people as I can. As a Christian, if I had the resources, I would love to be able to make sure that people I love don't end up homeless. But I'm done. I have no resources. I have prayer, I have the Lord, and I have the knowledge that, yeah, if you read your Bible correctly, it's not always a happy ending, brothers and sisters, at least as far as this world is concerned. Yes, there's a reward in heaven, but as far as this world is concerned, if you're expecting happy endings, you might be fucking confused.
And so I do feel crazy. And I'm not even going to do my end of podcast thing where I ask for money. Why? I have people who are generous. I have people who have been able to donate. And, and even then, like today, I got this really big donation. And even then, I say to myself, is this person real? I know that they can print money. They can print a shitload of money. So why wouldn't they have the infinite credit card at the U.S. Air Force troll farm? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they periodically donate? It, it adds cachet. It adds reality. It's like using actual deaths during, during a PSYOP. It's easier to sell the PSYOP, you know, if real people die and nothing bleeds like blood. Nothing. So I'm just going to leave you with this. Yes, I think I'm targeted. I think it goes deeper than the government. Is the government one layer of being targeted? Hell yeah. Is it the only layer? No. I think it's connected to this struggle that's been ongoing since the, well, really since the beginning. It's been ongoing since Eden. It's a struggle between good and evil. And yes, in, in many ways, it's that fucking simple. And you can say to yourself, well, I go to church every Sunday and I pay my taxes and on 4th of July, I get it. You do everything you think is right. You go and vote. But here's the deal. This is a struggle between good and evil. This is not a struggle between Democrats and Republicans. You're confused. And the master of confusion is the one who's doing this to you. And the master of confusion is not Donald Trump, by the way. His name is Lucifer. And he loves it when you make it about Democrats and Republicans and dirty, nasty anarchists. And I can't believe BLM. You are confused. And that is not an accident. And that is not a coincidence. And that is on purpose. You are confused if you think it's about that. It's not. It's actually way simpler. It's good versus evil. And at this point in human history, it would not be unreasonable to feel as if evil's winning. And I think that's part of the game. It is, in a way, a game. It's part of the plan, and it is a plan, definitely. But it's part of what's going to happen. Okay, It is in prophecy. And, and prophecy... I, I don't know how to put this. Prophecy is not very meaningful if it doesn't unfold. In fact, prophecy that doesn't unfold is really just an opinion. It's my opinion that sometime later this year, Pope Francis will introduce the Antichrist. It is my opinion that when, when it says holy place in the Bible, that's not Rome, sorry, that's not the Vatican, of all the places on earth I would remotely call holy, one of the last places on earth would be the fucking Vatican. If you've ever studied any of the history of the Vatican at all, probably if you're a reasonable person and you're asked, is the Vatican the holiest place on earth? Oh my God. Lord in heaven, no. It's, I don't even think it's in the top 10. Okay? You would be better off asking the question, in terms of the times of Jesus, in terms of the first century AD, if you lived in the Holy Land, okay, that should be a hint, if you lived in the Holy Land and asked one of his apostles, what is the most holy place, I don't even think they'd say Jerusalem. 
Because from their perspective, the Pharisees and many, you know, false teachers had already disgraced that city. And to some some extent, the disgraces and curses against Jerusalem were never really lifted. Not completely. I mean, I think in Christ, there is a renewal. And I think through the prophecies of Jesus, there is a different story for the people of Israel. But if you ask somebody that was a follower of Jesus Christ while he was alive, where is the holiest place? I think they would say, well, it's where Christ was born. That's the holy place. And if you say, well, who is the abomination that brings desolation? Or what is it? What are, It sounds like a who, not a what. Well, it wouldn't be some random trinket from South America or Central America because the Vatican has been ripping off those cultures for 500 years. So they've been pulling in all kinds of garbage, good and bad. Who knows? Mostly, maybe even good that could have illuminated the truth of what was going on in the new world. Maybe a truth that they didn't want us to understand, but we're never going to know. So this idea that, oh, but they came across some random statue and they put it in the Vatican. The fucking Vatican has been interlacing pagan bullshit with Christianity for 1,500 years. Why are you confused? No trinket. No statue, no lump of gold being moved into the Vatican is going to tilt the scales any fucking direction, my friends, at all. The abomination that brings desolation sounds a lot like the Antichrist. And the holy place, I'm sorry, it's not Rome. It's not the Vatican. But the evil John the Baptist might be living there. And this is not anti-Catholic. It's more of, instead of emphasizing the fact that you're a Catholic or a Baptist or a Lutheran, I'm going to propose the following. We are, if we're Christians, members of the same church. We're of the same blood. We worship the same one true Father in heaven. We know the things that are part of our faith. That our Lord loved the world so much, He sacrificed His only Son. That what he asked of Abraham, what he asked of Abraham in the wilderness with his son Isaac, he did himself. And he did it to save the world. And his son bravely confronted it to save the world. We are part of the same church, brothers and sisters, but it's not a building and it doesn't have a pope or a Pontifex Maximus, a high priestess. It doesn't have all the crap that the Catholic Church, specifically the Vatican, has been selling people on for a couple thousand years. Well, really 1,500. We're part of the same church if it exists. If it doesn't exist, then all of this is nonsense. But if it exists, if it's true, then it's not about a building. It's Matthew 18.20. It's really simple. Get yourself a Bible. Yes, some Bibles might be better than others, I have a friend in Seattle, he recommends the ESV. I use the NIV. What I believe, and what I believe is evidenced by my own experiences, is that the Word of God shines through, even with human crap, even with human editing. The Word of God shines through. 
Get yourself a Bible. <sighs> Find yourself at least one other person who's willing to meet once a week. It doesn't have to be Sunday. It can be any day of the week. It can be every day of the week. Right now, maybe every day ain't so bad. Get yourself a Bible. Find yourself a friend in Christ. Find yourself two friends if possible. Sit at the table. Read. Understand. Pray. Open up your heart. Open up your heart to the Lord in heaven. Yeah, I think I'm a targeted individual. If you are a Christian in 2023, you are a targeted individual also. There are forces at work coming after you just as, after, just as they're coming after me and others. But love, actual love, friendship, actual friendship, These are things that can defeat evil. These are things that can take evil and wash it away. If we come together instead of being split apart, if we come together by choice rather than force, if we can learn to live with each other without threatening each other with, with violence, if we can do a few basic things, I don't think we can change history, I don't think we can change prophecy, but we can change the path we follow. I don't know. What's going to happen next for me? I'm going from a situation of relative peace to a situation of relative chaos. And I don't really know what's going to happen. It could be I go to Colorado and I find a situation that ends up being like this. It could be I have a panic attack or two and I don't end up driving the truck to Colorado. It could mean a whole bunch of things. Because right now I have more questions than answers is where I'm at. Get yourself a Bible. Get yourself a good Bible. Meet with your friends. Pray and read the Bible together. Meditate and think on the Word. Share ideas. If you want to know, you're better off than the first century Christians who had to hide in caves, especially if they lived in Rome. They had to hide in caves to worship our Lord. They had to hide in secret. And they didn't even have a Bible. All they had was trust. Trust that the word of God was more powerful than a Roman. Trust that the word of God was more powerful than a Pharisee. Trust that the word of God was more powerful than any demon or any fallen angel. And that includes Lucifer. Trust that the word of God is our shield. I can't tell you that I'm going to be okay. But I can tell you that if you can keep the faith, there's a good chance you will be. If you can somehow follow this righteous path and keep your connections to your family and your friends, if you can somehow stay out of the world of paranoia, out of the world of distrust, but even with all the crap they're throwing at you, open your heart to the world and say, FBI, CIA, grifter, random shithead, demons, well, you know, you should be destroyed. If you can say to the world, I don't care who you are, centurion or tax collector, my name is Dan, and I'm a pretty simple guy. 
and I worship my Lord in heaven, and my Lord is kind, and I'm grateful for what he's given me. If I die tomorrow, I will die satisfied that there was a cup of life and I drank from it. There are weapons in this war. There are people being targeted and there are weapons, but the weapons aren't physical. It's not a gun or a rifle. Is it okay to have ammo? Is it okay to, to have some food on hand? Is it okay to go out with your friends and practice squad techniques? It's fine. But in reality, we're at a point in history where what you really need is faith in the Lord. And what I need is faith in the Lord. And right now is a tough time for me. And I'm simply being honest. It's now Monday morning, and it's been over an hour. And I've been ranting, and you probably think I'm crazy. Yeah. A lot of us are being targeted right now. And it goes way beyond aliens and implants and voice technology they can project into your skull. A lot of us are being targeted by evil, targeted by the devil, targeted by whatever demon they need to send after us. A lot of us, the weak and the strong. I'm more of the weak. And you can give up, and, and I think that would make the devil happy. I wake up some mornings these days and I feel like giving up, and I'm not proud of it. You can give up or you can endure. As long as you can, as long as you will, you can keep trying. You can keep having the faith and keeping the faith. It's Monday, August the 7th, 2023. Almost 1.30 a.m. Yes, the Church of the Lord is being harassed. Yes, the one true Church of Christ that doesn't have a building is currently under attack, and, and it has been fractured and separated. But it's not defeated. The good news also is that God does win. Lucifer can't win. Right now it feels like he can. And man, isn't that part of the grift too? The con? To make it seem like he can win? But it just seems like that. So open your heart to Christ. Open your heart to the Lord in heaven. Pray to him, as I told that woman in Florida, here is my best advice, because it has, it has worked for me. Right now, I feel as if I'm under a lot of attack spiritually. But even now, at this moment, it still works. Open your heart to the Lord and say, Lord in heaven, the one true God, the God whose love cannot be measured, the God whose love is has said, Lord in heaven, be my shield. Amen.